salutations, peace, and blessings. You're listening to the Kneel Down Podcast. I am your host, The Commish. MLB, Major League Baseball, Commissioner Rob Manfred announced to the world that the games for the first second series of the beginning of the season will be canceled. They are canceled because both Major League Baseball, the owners, along with the Major League Baseball Players Union, cannot come into agreement of a number or numbers that work well enough for each player to allow them a chance to play, meaning that they're not getting paid. That Major League Baseball is receiving a substantial amount of money every season. And that substantial amount of money is enough to clear whatever expenses there are for these teams. As well as money that could perhaps be trickled down to triple leagues. And it's still the fact that because we have this money that's available, we don't want to budge from it. And there's big markets that feel as though they can probably do a lot more with the revenue they brought in to somehow increase whatever teams that they have to make them more, to make them more dominating, to make them better. But see, it's those high market teams, those bigger market teams, that the smaller market teams, whether they envy them, despise them, can't stand them, or choose not to work with them, puts them in a position where they say that the tax, the competitive balance tax is fine where it is. But see, the problem with that is that the players will not get a fair shake at getting more money. It places them in a position where those teams cannot exceed the tax for fear that they will be penalized because of it. So it minimizes or marginalizes what these teams can actually spend on their players. It puts a lid on the salaries of these high-marketed teams that probably want to invest more. So there is a sense of arrogance. There's a sense of selfishness that's involved here with the owners in Major League Baseball. And interesting enough, Rob Manfred can't seem to find a way to make things work. Now, I was under the impression, if you're the commissioner of any organization, that should be your golden rule to make sure both parties are in agreement at some point. But if you can't move, if you cannot persuade owners into doing what's better for the the organization, never mind your team, just for the organization and for the consumer that takes the time out to purchase those season tickets every year, then I got a bone to pick with Rob Manfred and how he's handling this with these owners. Maybe this is not so much about the consumer anymore. This is not about the customer that spends their top dollar to watch the Yankees and the Red Sox go at it. Or to watch the Cubs and the Indians go at it. Or to watch the Dodgers and the Padres go at it. There's something about what's being spent that seems to be contrite with the owners to the point where they are not going to budge for the players. It's like they want to manage that control over the players. And we've seen this so many times before in sports. When you have a good thing going, when you've got a lot of money in your pocket, and now you got to use that money to create your team or better your team, 
but you don't want to better your team. You just want to manage that money you get every year from revenue shares. Then you're content. It doesn't make a difference which team you are. The smaller market teams pretty much know they probably can't compete with the bigger market teams. So thus, why should we? Why should we raise the competitive balance tax with a chance knowing that we could probably find better talent, but we know those big market, those bigger market teams are going to take them. So then this becomes a situation where the owners say, you know what, we're good. We're just fine. We'll take our little 25, 35, 45% of what we've earned and we'll walk away from this. It goes right into the owner's pockets and they're good. But there's higher market teams that want to improve their team. They want to make themselves better and more competitive for the season to come. And you don't blame them. It's up to the other teams to say, hey, well, listen, this guy deserves more money. But we can't do that if the owners cannot agree to that. And thus, we have the lockout. And thus, we have no movement in the production of some type of negotiation that works for both the owners and the players. And for that, I say that is horrible. That's a sad display of business. I'm a big supporter of business. I've studied business in school. I understand the importance of business. It's paramount no matter where you go. You cannot have any type of anything in your possession if it doesn't resolve around business. It doesn't make a difference how much money I earn if I don't know how to manage my money to get the things that I feel I deserve. But there are some owners that feel like they've done enough with their small market teams and thus they don't care about raising any type of tax. Because right now the tax is to their benefit. They don't have to compete with the Yankees. They don't have to compete with the Dodgers in finding that level of talent because they're marginalized too. But then the player says, hey, listen, I, I deserve more money for what we've done this past season and to see those seats, all those seats filled this past season, there's a there's no reason why we can't see a share of that money. And they have a valid argument. But what is Rob Manfred to do in this situation? I, 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 believe, I personally believe there's a lot that he could do. I believe there's a lot he could speak up on. And I think there's things that he could do to persuade the owners in a direction that could be beneficial to both teams, organizations, and players. But they're not willing to budge. He can't get them to move. And thus you have this stalemate. And thus you have the season being in jeopardy of being canceled this year. But you know, I think it goes further than that. I heard recently that former CEO of Miami, Derek Jeter, big time, one time, best player, on the Yankees team. I'll go as far as say he was, outside of being the captain, he was the MVP of a number of World Series games that they've won, or World Series championships that they've won. Derek Jeter removed himself from the Miami CEO position because he says himself that the, the sport is taking on a different direction. It's going in a direction that he does not feel fit to be a part of that organization with. 
So for, for Derek Jeter to step, let me just put this in some type of perspective. Derek Jeter right now is about as close to Michael Jordan, what he does with the Charlotte Hornets. And to see Michael Jordan just walk away from being the owner of the Charlotte Hornets is almost similar to what we see now with Derek Jeter in the Miami Marlins. But this stems from the fact that the business has become affected. It's become affected to the point where now it's tainted with these bad decision makings, poor management. And it, it comes at a, at a price where for teams like Miami that may want to improve, the owners are saying to themselves, we're not budget. We're not moving. We don't see a reason why we have to give up more money to try to support a team that we know inevitably will not be able to compete for a championship. But that's not fair to the players that deserve that money after playing 162 games each season. So what 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 exactly are we doing here? Why would you be an owner of something that you don't really don't want to support? Because it's not about the consumer anymore. It's not about the customers that come in there with beer in hand and hot dog in hand just to watch a nine-inning game. You're so concerned about having to shell out more money out of your pocket for the sake of these players that you really don't see as contenders. What you're basically saying is, my team won't be contending for no championships, so why should I have to pay more? Why should we have to raise a CBT for the sake of these other high market, big market teams that can probably take more advantage or full advantage of those opportunities? We can't. We can't bring uh, a Giancarlo Stanton to uh, to Pittsburgh. We can't bring him to Oakland. We can't bring him to uh, one of those smaller market teams, Milwaukee, St. Louis. We don't see him coming this way. That guy will stay in New York because New York is the place to be if you're playing baseball. Now, of course, a lot will argue, well, there's the Mets there in New York, too, and that's true. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of money being generated through New York there in Queens. I get it. Shout out to the Mets. But it's still the fact that these high market businesses are in complete control of how they want to manage their teams. And thus, they will always be in control of how they manage baseball. The one thing we don't want to do is show any type of gratitude towards these players that may not deserve the money after such a lengthy season. But why should you be the one to tell us that they don't deserve that money? You think of all the big multi-mega million dollar contracts over the last few years. I believe Machado was one of those guys that benefited off one of those multi-mega million dollar contracts. I believe uh, Tatis was another one. Mike Trout was another one. And the list goes on and on. The people that are getting so much money over the course of 10 years. We're talking about 300 400 million dollars over the span of 10 seasons, 12 seasons. Maybe it makes sense from some type of financial perspective based on what you generated with those teams. The Los Angeles Angels, I can see them generating a lot of money. 
the San Diego Padres. I could see how they could be generating a lot of money. New York Yankees, of course. I mean, it goes down the line. I mean, as long as you're in a position where you can generate that much money, you can create that much revenue after a season, filling those seats, then of course you stand in control of how you decide to manage your team. But what the owners are doing is basically marginalizing Major League Baseball to make this their own thing. This is our organization. This is our baseball teams. These are our teams that we want to control our way. It's not up to the players. It was never up to the players. The players get better, and we're happy for that because it brings in more people into those seats. But in the back of their minds, subconsciously, they're saying, I don't really want to pay them much more than what we've been paying them. And for the small market team, that's exactly where they are. Why should I invest more money in this guy? Why should I invest more money in this organization, this franchise? It makes no sense. So what is the image of Major League Baseball at this point, right now? What's the image? What are we trying to show? What's the precedent now moving into 2022? What is it we're trying to provide for the customers that decided they're going to spend a hard dollar, hard-earned dollar to attend an afternoon game on a Tuesday afternoon when they should be at work to watch their team play against one of the better teams in Major League Baseball? It's not right. And it's not right that it's it still interferes with the business of baseball because they understand it's their way. Rob Manfred has his hands tied because there's not much that he can say or do that's going to motivate these owners to do what's right for the better of baseball. Thus, we are deadlocked. Thus, we are at lockout. They are locked down. They will not see any diamond anytime soon. They're trying to manage and salvage what's left of this season by the end of March. But let's face it, it's not going to happen. I don't see it happen. And there's probably a number of people that don't see this happening. And it's not pessimism. This is just the reality. As long as you have tyrants, as long as you have corrupt people in office, in some type of position, men of power, to exercise and utilize their power for their own well-being, then there's going to be a number of players without an opportunity to play the sport that they love. There's going to be a number of people not able to go and watch the sport that they love. And I'm sure there's diehard fans from the East Coast and West Coast of this country and outside this country that devote so much time into watching a baseball game and to think that the owners are doing their best to make sure that nothing changes, that we want to keep things the way that it is. It is a knock against these talented players that are just trying to get a little bit more money out their way. Can you blame them? Of course not. We want to see these players play. We want to see how well they do year in, year out. And I might not be the biggest fan of baseball, but I'll tell you this much. Come September, October, I'm locked in. Usually around the time playoff starts, I'm locked in. I can do without the 162 games. Outside the home run derby and the start of postseason, 
that's it for me in baseball. Now, maybe that's selfish of me. Maybe I didn't spend a lot of time watching these games. But I'll be the first one to tell you. I would love to see the Mets go back to the championship. I would love to see them going back to World Series. They were there not too long ago, in 2015. I think they could do it again. But when you have owners that are so greedy and owners consistently trying to find a way to manage this team or this organization or their franchise in a way where it won't budge, this is the end result. What we're looking at is a dictatorship amongst owners that know that they can control the outcome of this business and thus the outcome of this franchise, Major League Baseball. It's sad. It's sad to see. So says the commission. So much that goes into this. I, I wanted, there's a part of me that feels like there's just so much more to baseball than what we see. Because I, I can remember, it wasn't too long ago, we were talking about how the Houston Astros somehow got by with sign stealing to allow them a chance to win a championship. And nothing was done about it. Their rings weren't taken away from them. There was very little reprimand amongst the owners. I think the GM might have been fired or demoted. I mean, it was just ridiculous. They got a smack on their wrist for what they've done. So what's the what's the message you're sending to Major League Baseball now? What do you what what exactly are you telling these owners and these teams that it's okay to cheat as long as we understand that with cheating comes circumstances if you're caught? You think about that uh, home run exchange that they had several years ago between Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa to break Roger Maris's record of the number of home runs in a single season. No one thought for a second that maybe steroids had something to do with it. Because all we saw were home runs. All we saw were these two guys battling back and forth. Before long, Major League Baseball wasn't about the 30-some-odd teams or the 20-some-odd teams that were playing. It was about Mark McGuire. Sammy Sosa. Sometime in the 2000s, when Barry Bonds broke the all-time home run record held by Hank Aaron, we didn't care so much about the Giants if they are going to win a championship. All we cared about was what Barry Bonds did during that time that he played and broke the record. So much so that he's not even in the Hall of Fame, may not even get into the Hall of Fame. But it just, it's just the fact that there's so much about Major League Baseball that is just not tuned. It, it's not corrected. It's, it's not repaired so that they can play a season without having to worry about all the other ramifications, without having to worry about all the, the issues that stem from maybe the seasons prior. But they just can't play a full season of baseball without this one doing drugs, this one taking steroids, this one stealing signs. It's pathetic. You don't see that in any other venue. You don't see that in in the NBA. You don't see that in the NFL. It it just makes no sense how Major League Baseball has, has taken such a drop from where they were perhaps 30 seasons, 40 seasons ago to now where people won't even tune in to watch these guys play. And then the people that want to, you're doing a disservice by saying, well, we're not going to do anything about this. Players want more money, so what? We're just going to take what we have 
and walk away. We'll see how things turn out the end of March. I would be remiss if I don't spend maybe a few minutes talking about the war in Ukraine. And I know it's it's a topic that's completely left field. But the war in the Ukraine, it's so paramount because of the ripple effect it's caused in such sporting venues like soccer, hockey, tennis, boxing. There are Russian-born athletes that have taken a stand for what they believe is right for the sake of their country, their countrymen and countrywomen, and for the politics that seems to be dropped to the side when you're talking about Russia's takeover of Ukraine. And though they haven't fully taken over Ukraine, it's still the fact that Russians leader Putin is doing his best to find complete control over this country. And so he is using his power to basically take over a smaller country for his own meanings. And this is not about money anymore. Maybe it was never about money. Maybe this was just about what he knew he can do. And so he sends his troops across the borders to the Ukraine. And he's making such an impact. And 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 I love how the media makes it more than what it is. They they like to do a, a, a death count now in the Ukraine, which is horrible. Now you're just you're taking the time out to figure out how many people are dying in certain parts of Ukraine. Stop it. It's a war. Where there's war, there will be death. It goes hand in hand, unfortunately. We don't need a a death count of who dies in Ukraine, who dies in Russia. The issue here is about trying to find some level of balance, to be able to negotiate, to somehow bring things to a halt so that you do have players, athletes, that don't have to take their time out of whatever sport that they're doing to suit up, to man up, a woman up, get their gear together, and fight a war there in their own backyard. But I commend soccer, I commend hockey, I commend tennis, boxing, and any other venue that involves any Russian uh, citizen or Ukrainian citizen by trying to put some type of monetary stop or halt to the money that's generated back to Russia. And we're at the point now where we have to try anything. We we have to do the best that we can to see what we can do to stop this movement, to stop this war in the Ukraine. And if it means having to go through, you know, the economy to make sure that Russia doesn't get back any of that money due to what it is that's generated through these sporting venues, so be it. But the message has to be sent some way, somehow. And there are people willing to do what's best for the right of their country there in the Ukraine. And I commend any person that's doing their best to make sure that they are defending their territory, knowing that this is their home, 
and they have to do what's right for their families. I wish them all the best in Ukraine. I hope that they're listening to the Kneel Down podcast. I have been the commish, and I just want to just add that because I felt like it was necessary. I am not oblivious to what's going on in this world. I try to find ways of at least providing some level of entertainment when it comes to sports. But sometimes there are such things that take over sports that are a little bit more important than sports. And this war in the Ukraine is just that. Please be safe in whatever it is that's going on across the world. With that being said, I want to thank everyone that still listens and continues to listen to the Kneel Down podcast. It does mean that much to me. I'm going to do some more uh, some more episodes perhaps involving the war in Ukraine when the time comes. I, I, of course, I got to talk about the NFL at some point and talk about the NBA, but I just wanted to put out what I felt about Major League Baseball because it's become a joke and it's not even funny. Hopefully, there will be resolutions sometime this season so that we can see these guys prepare for what's left of the 2022 Major League Baseball season. That being said, I'm going to end it by saying peace and love to all those out there. Stay safe. Get vaccinated.